the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. The motto of the Max Out Savings Show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, and, and that simply means putting away as much money as you possibly can for retirement through your company's savings plans and then conservatively investing the money. And, and, and so if you're not saving 10% plus the company match, uh, now's the time to sit there and do something about it. Most of the re- research says about 13, 13.5%. If you put away that total in savings, you're going to have enough money for retire. And what we what we believe is is the 401k plan has has been the most successful retirement uh, or actually the most successful wealth building uh, device ever created, and and if you simply put away the money. Once you get past your savings rate, you can spend all the money you want. And, and what this really does is we're taking advantage of basically human nature. And so we take them you, – you, you pay yourself first in your savings plan, and then you can spend the rest more after you're done. Most people don't have the ability to control their spending beyond that. And so by, by, by putting away your savings first, this allows you to build up wealth. And this is why we always talk about it on the show at first, because our show is all about savings and investment for retirement. The Max Out Savings Show, we've been on for over a decade in Houston, Texas. And uh, we're from Houston, Texas, and our headquarters is in Houston, Texas. And we want people to save money. Houston is the number fourth best savings uh, country, uh, city in, in the country after uh, San Jose, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and I believe San Francisco. And so we have a savings culture in this town, and we want to keep that savings culture going. Now, a couple things I want to touch on today. It's a very tough time in Houston. Oil has fallen from 105 down to $31 in here. Things are tough. People aren't getting paid as much. They're not getting bonuses. And some people are changing jobs. And we're seeing some layoffs. What you want to do is you want to do everything you can to try to keep your savings program going. If you're going, uh, it, and that's much tougher when, when when bonuses aren't coming in, and 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 in some cases they're layoffs. And, and what you want to do is is cut back your expenses as much as possible to try to keep the savings plan going. If you're laid off, you want to hold off as long as possible and do whatever you can not to touch your savings program. Because remember. 
This is the key thing to understand. If you're laid off, as long as you can keep, as long as you're not touching your savings, your 401k program, you you can kind of ride it through. And then once you get a job, maybe it takes you a month, maybe it takes you two months, maybe it takes you a year. But if you can kind of avoid it, you're not really putting your savings plan behind. But if you bur- if you use that time to start burning through all your savings, then you're going to be back to square one in your savings. So if possible, one of the first things you should do is to cut expenses as much as possible and do everything you can to prevent you from taking money out of that. Because remember, if you take money out of your 401k plan or your IRA, a couple things are going to happen. When you take it out, you're subject to income taxes, and you also lose the long-term tax-free growth. The second thing is is not only are you subject to income taxes, but you're also subject to a 10% penalty. So remember, when times are tough, dig in and try not to cut, cut her, uh, take money out of your savings. Now, we, we've got a lot of, a lot of, of, of uh, stuff to talk about on the show here today, uh, a lot of action in the markets, uh, a lot of action in the world. Uh, it, it's you know it, it's a constant uh, you know one thing after another here. Uh, hopefully, you've been listening to the Max Out Savings Show for a while. You've prepared for some of the things that we've we've seen happen. You've been reading the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, and if you're not on the Max Out Savings Report, this is a free report that we send out. It's part of the Max Out Savings uh, program, which we have. We send out a report once a month uh, talking about saving and investment, how to save, how to build up wealth, uh, talk about uh, common 401k mistakes, uh, talk about our outlooks for the market. Back in 2007, we were one of the few people in the country that were predicting that investment banks were going to fail and there was going to be a crisis. Now it's real positive for everyone to predict crises out there in the next boogeyman, but what, we did it when no one else even understood it. And, and people for a while thought we were completely crazy when we said that, and it proved right. And within uh, six, about within nine months, some investment banks were, fit, were, were failing. And not only do we say they were going to fail, but we detailed how and the reason why they were going to fail. And, and this is why we've had top strategists on Wall Street getting our, our free reports, because we come up with stuff, we look out into the future and try to sit there and, and, and give you an idea of what to expect. And, and you're just not hearing, you're not going to hear a bunch of cheerleading like you do on CNBC and the other financial shows telling you everything is great in the world and, and not to worry about anything. And, and what, what our philosophy is, is you save aggressively, you build up wealth, and you understand the risk in the world and you try to plan around it. And, and, it, and it, one of the things we have in the world today is with this political correctness. I was actually in Orlando this week at a, at a conference, and they had some of the uh, some top political analysts there. And uh, Tucker Carlson made a real interesting point in in the fact that he said a lot of this political correctness has really has to do with with effectively lying. You're not telling people the truth. You're not being honest with yourself, and you're not really saying, well, no, that's really not what it is. Instead, you're saying things that people want to hear. You're not saying things that you believe in. You're lying. And, and we've become a nation of, of the lie, it, where, where people lie and don't tell the truth because they, they want to sit there and try to go along with, 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 with the establishment. And, and, and everybody is, is all trying to sit there and convince themselves that everything is great. And, and, 
in, 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 in the world is not what it is. You have to look at the world with a clear eye, understand what's happening, and understand the truth. And until you do that, you cannot move forward. And that's the problem we've had in this country. We've had seven years of lies and in, 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 in untruths. For, for five or six years, people have been telling us the economy's great, things are good, recovery's here, don't worry about anything. And, and, and we have a situation in this country since 1995 where the where the people with a high school education the, their salaries have barely have gone up 7%. Now since 2009 we have a situation where the people with college educations which is a, most of the people out there their salary isn't going or barely is up like 7% in the last 9 years. And, and so what's happening is that the middle class in this country isn't getting ra- aren't are not getting raises they're, they're not getting promoted. Their, their lifestyle is stagnating and declining across the board. And, 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 we're, and we're throwing a constant barrage of lies, and we start repeating the lies, and we start saying things that we don't believe in, and, and, and is wrong. And, and if, until you see the truth, you cannot change things. And we talked about, about uh, last week on the Max Out Savings Show that this country is a country that always regenerates itself. We don't have one, a one-party system. We don't have a communist a party. We don't have a socialist party. We don't have what Mexico has, who's with their their one political party was in power for seventy years. We have a party that's always regenerating itself. And what you're seeing today is is a remarkable uh, thing happening in the United States, where the, the American people on the left and right are rejecting the establishment in Washington D.C. that have basically lived too long. Uh, surrounded, cocooned in their own special world, telling everybody how great it was while the, uh, the people in, the, in, in flyover country, which is basically Washington, D.C. to Malibu, have, have basically suffered and their standard of living has gone down. You know, it, It's reached the point, the only time you, you've seen this in history is in uh, 16th century France in, in ancient Roman times with Caliglia. It, it, it's just unbelievable what's happening up there. And we talked about it on the show last week. Seven of the top ten counties in, in the United States of America, the seven of the top ten wealthiest counties are are surrounding Washington, D.C. There's 3,007 counties in the United States and 150-something parishes in Louisiana, which is similar to counties. And of, the, of, of, of 3,000, 3,100 and something places, the top seven uh, of the top ten are in Washington, D.C. This tells you the type of money that these people are making up there, lining their pockets at the expense of the American people. The good thing that's happening now is things are starting to change, and we're starting to see a rejection of the, uh, the establishment in this country. And that is very, very exciting because we're going to start seeing some change because the United States, as I said, always remakes itself. and. And that, that is our strength, and that's our true power as a country. As we pull together, you pull out a coin, it says what, that in many one, and uh, in, in, in it, that's who we are. And so things are moving forward. Now, to get through that, it's going to be a difficult time this year, and that's what we've been talking about. And, that, and that's why hopefully you've had your guard up in this market. We've written about it in our Max Out Savings Report. We've talked about it on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, and and we, we've, tried, we've been warning you for quite a while on that. And so hopefully you'll follow it. But if you have any questions or comments, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas. Uh, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. And if someone comes in, just break in and let me know they're, they're there. Uh, 
I'm actually calling you. Uh, I was over here at a, a conference with uh, – we use – Max Out Savings Advisors uses TD Ameritrade uh, to hold our assets. And so we were over at their annual conference uh, talking with the people over here. It was uh, quite a good time. And it, it's – you know, the, the, the technology – coming out of TD Ameritrade is just, just remarkable, and we, we're putting a lot of that stuff to work. But, uh, but uh, so, so anyway, get, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. A couple things I wanted to touch, uh, touch base on uh, this week. The, the markets, what, what's going on out there? We're, we're getting a number of questions uh, on it. And really, as we've been saying in our reports, we, we've been saying on the radio and we're doing for our clients, we are very, very defensive. And you have to be. And the reason why you have to be defensive is the world is very rapidly changing. It, we, we've talked a lot about this. The, 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 the Chinese economy is now starting to experience a hard landing. All, all prices have fallen uh, to $31 a barrel from 107 And... and and, and a lot of people are going, well, the market is just trading on oil if oil goes up and down, and it's not really correct. What they're not understanding is most people are doing basically very shallow research, and they're not looking down and looking underneath. And they're not seeing it's not just oil that's down, but commodities are across the board are down. Copper's down. Aluminum's down. Uh, zinc is down. Uh, iron ore is down. Steel is down. Iron is down. Uh, coal prices have plunged. Yeah, and so commodities have across the board have, have have collapsed and fallen dramatically. We've only seen this a, a handful of times in history. One of them is the Great Depression. One of them is is, is the seventies and eighties where we saw a big decline there, and uh, we saw it in two thousand nine. And here we're back again. A lot of people don't realize that the commodity prices have actually fallen underneath two thousand nine level lows. And so this is causing a global slowdown. It used to be if the United States uh, uh, the economy sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold because we're the biggest driver. We're still the biggest driver in the world. But China has produced 40% of the growth in the last seven or eight years, and now China is slowing down. And so they're, they're, they're now starting to be a major dragon on the economy. And this is slowing emerging markets, and the slowdown is coming into the United States. And so people are much, much more cautious. And, and so we're seeing earnings fall across the board in many companies. A, a lot of people don't realize that the industrials make up a, a very large chunk of, of earnings in the S&P 500. And 40%, 40, 42% of earnings come from overseas for the S&P 500 companies. Now, two things are happening to these companies right now. The dollar's going up, which means they're making less money. And then also the uh, also uh, the, the the earnings are going down because they can't sell, so it's hurting. Now, I'll tell you what, I think we're coming up on a quick break. We'll be right back after this on the Max Out Savings Show. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. 
Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with a best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800 708 3091. 800 708 3091. That's 800 708 3091. Air conditioner not working as Find yourself sniffling and sneezing a lot lately? Listen to the Village Home Services Radio Show this Sunday. Need help right now? Fill out the radio discount request form, click submit, and get $252 worth of service for $39.95. That's cleanmyac.com. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Steve did. Hello? Hello? Steve? Hey, Josh. I, I can't yeah, go hear. ahead. He's on there. Okay, Steve, you there? Hello? Yes. yes, okay. Yes, I was listening to your comments earlier about if you, uh, on the politically correct side, if you hear phrases or, or mantras often enough, uh, you accept them as true. And yes. And one that's, one that's bothered me for a long time or I haven't been able to understand is our strength is in our diversity. And I can't think of anywhere other than perhaps sports or a retirement savings account where that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it really isn't in our diversity. It, it, it's, it's in, our, it's in uh, a pulling together, Plutus Unum, which is in many one, and, and, and that's, yeah, instead they've changed it in, in many, in one many, and, and that, that doesn't work. That's an right. excellent point. So, Right, so we'll be stronger if we accept refugees from a terrorist country or uh, bring down our uh, base level of education uh, by mixes that are not natural. That's the part I haven't understood, how that makes us stronger. Yeah, no, that, see, I, look, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the problem is if any refugee or any immigrant comes in this country – they need to learn. They should have to learn English and conform to the country. We, yes, they bring certain strengths, but but what's happening is these people are coming in here and they're basically 
when my grandfather came over here from Greece, you know, a million years ago, the he didn't. There was no turning back. I don't think he ever went back until he was in his seventies. Nowadays, these people jump back on a jet and they're back in their home country. They pay five hundred dollars. They're back in in in, in twenty four hours, and and so they never really. Uh, uh, get, get, integrate into our country, and it's a, it's a major problem, and, and uh, you know it needs to be reined in. Yeah, good call. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. You know, I think Steve has a good point. This immigrant problem. Uh, you know, I talked about it on the show uh, the other day. Germany with, has bringing in so many immigrants; they're in danger of of breaking up the EU. The, the, the Europeans worked for a hundred years to get the EU put together, and that was the dream to get it put together. And they've and they're they're come close. They're coming very close to breaking up the the European Union because Germany has let 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 millions of these immigrants come in. They cannot control how many immigrants are coming in. It's becoming a disaster. Crime is skyrocketing. Uh, it, 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 it's just it's going to cost them. I, I think the number is seventy one billion dollars over the next three or three or years, three or four years, to, to, to manage all these immigrants. They don't have the money to do it. And and, and it's destroying the country. And if we let that happen here, uh, you know, people forget. This is this is an important story. Uh, Paul was captured in the Bible. He was captured. And, and, and they were going to put Paul to death, the, the Apostle Paul. And, and Paul goes, well, well you, you can't put me to death. I'm a Roman citizen. And so they, you know, the 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 uh, committee they got together. They're trying to figure out what to do, and they said, "Okay, we're going to send you to Rome, and let let them deal with you." And and he was right. They couldn't put. They wanted to put Paul to death, but they couldn't. It was not in God's plan. But but the important thing back in Roman times, there was an important aspect of being a citizen. And in the United States today, Barack Obama fundamentally does not believe there's a difference between a United States citizen, such as myself or Steve, or, or some immigrant that just trotted across the Mexican border. It, it, and that, that is the problem in the world today. It, the, the fundamental question we must ask ourselves, is there a difference between a U.S. citizen and a non-U.S. citizen, and should, they have all, should, everyone, should we pay for the benefits of citizenship to everyone in the world? In Roman times, they didn't do this, but Barack Obama... You know, the, the revolutionary idea he has is there's no difference between citizenship and non-citizenship. It, it, look, this is why we're having the election we are. This is why uh, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump are surging in the polls, because people, people want to change. They're tired of this type of stuff. And, and so things, this is good because things are changing. Now, the market is sensing these changes in addition to the changes happening in China, the changes in the commodity markets and the global slowdown. The market's very worried. People are starting to get spooked out there. This is why you have a market that was down this week. Uh, if you look at the uh, the market this week for February, the S and P's down three percent, the the Dow's down one point six, and the Nasdaq's down five point four. You remember, if you haven't gotten on the max out savings report. We warned you about the FANG stocks. Remember the FANGs? We said stay away from the FANGs in the report. They're going to underperform. Sure enough, what happened uh, Friday, Facebook down 5.8%, Amazon down 6.3%, Netflix down 7.1% in one day, and Google is down 3.6%. Uh, hey, Ted, we got, a, we got a call on line three. It's uh, actually Randy. He's talking about yield curve and the dollar. You want to take that for him? Absolutely. 
Hello, Randy. Hi, Ted. How are you? Great. You had a question for us. Yeah, good. I was looking at the yield curve, and I, I, I see it, it has flattened some, mostly because uh, uh, long-term Treasury prices have come up some. But yeah, it, long-term it, it, yields it, are dropping. Well, it, yes. still, it still looks fairly normal to me, at least marginally speaking. It's not steep. It's not flat. And how do you feel about that? And also, uh, at, at, at the level of the dollar, I know it's gone up some, and it has hurt corporate profits. There have been some layoffs. Do you? The, about how high would it have to go to uh, to throw us in a recession and, and, and really, you know, result in, in a lot of companies going out of business or bankrupt or anything like that? Do you have any feelings for that? You know, uh, on that, look, I think we're getting pretty close to maybe not companies going bankrupt, but clearly the earnings are being pretty badly hurt. By, by by on the S&P 500 by by the higher dollar. And now remember a lot of these guys have been hedging and the hedging this dollar's been going up since June of 2014. So these hedges are starting to kind of burn off and get more expensive and so it's hurting them more and more and more. So I think we're close there. I I think they're trying to force down the dollar and uh it be for one reason. I I think they believe at the top at the Federal Reserve and some of these guys are starting to worry that it, they're worried more about the price of commodities. And the higher the higher the dollar goes, it's hurting the commodity prices, and and that's causing a lot of problems out there. I think they'd they're like not going to have this. much luck. I don't think we lowering any dollar because one, most central banks are are lowering interest rates and easing uh, their money supply. We're we're tightening ours up and increasing our rates, and also commodity prices are low, which means that a lot of these co- uh, commodities come from emerging market countries, and and people don't want to invest in those. So so that that's going to hurt their currency, but it's going to you know, make ours go up. So we're kind of we're kind of locked in a, in a range here until we can. I think I think what we need to see it's like in the oil patch. We may need to see a few more bankruptcies and things like that until we can finally reduce the supply. Well, it looks to me like you got the same thing in, in iron ore, copper, cement, you know, commodity things like that. Until yeah, absolutely. Some, until we reduce the supplies of some of these things, I think that uh, we're not going to really be able to reduce our currency. Do you think that? Right? Yeah. Well, I'm the guy. I think that that's the problem they're running into is is. I think they're trying to hold it here. They got huge pressure with China right now. Uh, in, in, in China, China's under massive pressure in, in, in the world today, and and so they're going to probably have to devalue. If they devalue, it's going to be very tough on American companies and European companies to further compete against China, and it's going to throw the world into a worse. And once they devalue, it's going to export deflation. Okay, so and that's, the, that's what they're scared of. They're, they don't have an easy way out of this box at all. Part right of the now, problem Randy. with China is 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 all the stuff that the, the iron ore and, and and cement and things like that, that they were consuming before when they were building all these these what they call Potemkin village towns and cities and the yeah, pretty now, much that was it. Now, yeah. now they're wanting to export all that stuff to the rest of the world, and it's hurting you know steel companies in in, uh, in, in France and in this country and places like that. So. And that's what I'm saying. Until we work off this supply, I think we're kind of locked in a range here. Yeah. Now, look, I, I think I, I think you're right, Randy. And, and 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 to your answer on the yield curve, it start that we're falling. We've gone from about 2.25 percent on the 10-year to about 1.8 something today. I think it goes lower. But one of the dangers in watching the yield curve in here is at zero interest rates, this stuff starts getting so distorted 
that, that it's hard to see, and I don't think it's going to show up. A lot of people, by the way, say that, that you have never seen a recession without an inverted yield curve. I don't believe that's going to be the case this time, because once you hit the zero bound for interest rates, it's like when you hit light speed, time starts slowing down and everything else, and, and, and you really it just becomes so distorted that you, it, you, I don't believe you can use the, the flatness of the yield curve as well, and it appears to be flattening, and that's what you really want to watch. I think QE is, is what's distorting the, the, the yield curve, actually, but uh, then it may not have to be flat. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it right. Okay, Randy, I've, let me see. I think right. I've got Thanks, another call. Thanks. Do we have another call? Yes, uh, Ted, we do. We have, we have Jerry has a question for you. Okay, excellent. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Ted, uh, excellent job calling this market. You've been dead on. Uh, thought on, on asset allocation. Uh, should we be continuing to increase our cash portion, and where should that portion be at this current market? I tell you what, we got a lot of cash. Our clients are anywhere from probably 50% to 60 Some of the newer guys are over, over 70% cash. We, we have a very high level of cash. We have gold stocks. We have treasury bonds in here and uh i think you should continue to be very defensive i think you should have well most i think you should have over like i said we're we're 40 to 70 percent cash in our portfolios and and most of them are really in the in the 50 to 60 percent cash range and i think that's where you need to be in this market what if you have individual bonds at sort of 50 60 percent level so you just sell all your stocks uh, yeah, when we're more talking about the stocks in, in, in here, the bonds okay. don't move as much. And keep in mind, rates are going down. Well, we we like the really high quality bonds, Jerry, and we don't like the the high yield. I would stay away from. It's going to people forget in a lot of of of, of, of cycles that you get a ten percent default rate on high yield bonds. Right, right. So what about municipal bonds, high quality? I, I think they should be in pretty good shape. Okay. If, you, if you start seeing bankruptcies or if you start seeing rates go up, you want to be careful with them. I would take a hard look to make sure you've got good quality bonds. You don't want to own anything in Illinois or New sure. York or Puerto Rico, places like that. You really want to be in the red states for, for because those tend to be the conservative guys in municipal bonds. Oh, okay. Sounds good, Ted. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And, and that was that was a good call there because yeah I mean we're still very defensive. Uh, the, 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 we we're talking about the Fang stocks being down. Now they're starting to go after the growth stocks. They, the, the the industrials and the alls have had pretty much very very substantial decline, and now it's coming over to these other sectors of the market. And I think it's going to get worse. This market, the, the real line in the sand is about eighteen sixty on the on the S and P five hundred. And it, it, it broke underneath that, but then it's come back up. I, I, I think the next time it goes through it, and, and you could see, I think this, this, this decline has become more substantial. The, 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 big, the big capitalization stocks are only now starting to break down. Do we have a call? Yes, we do. We got time uh, uh, here for Tom, and he asked, are we headed for a recession? Okay, good. Hey, Tom, you there? Yeah, I am. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. You want to know about the recession? Yeah, well, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Obviously, the, the market is down, and you, you've certainly been a great predictor of that. I'm curious, you know, typically the market is kind of an indicator that if the market's down, it indicates we're headed for a recession. On the other hand, you know, housing seems to be doing okay. Car car makers, you know, they 
they hit a record. Employment looks good, which sort of tells us we're not headed for a recession. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about uh, if we are headed for a recession and maybe the timing of that, if so. Okay. I, I think we're definitely in a global recession. I think we're headed to an economic slowdown in the United States, but I think it's probably going to be a recession. If you go back to the 1930s and look, the interesting thing is I saw a chart the other day some, from some old Federal Reserve work, very old, I think it's 50-year-old work, but that, that showed that housing didn't drop off as much. Now, Houston's a little different story because it's pretty tough in Houston, but I don't see a big plunge in housing because we haven't been building a lot of housing over the last seven years. And based on the 1930s, housing won't drop as much, but other parts of the economy are. And so I think I think we're going to definitely going into an economic slowdown. Here in Orlando, we met with a lot of TV, TD people, TD Ameritrade people, a lot of advisors from around the country. People are starting to really become spooked about a potential of a, of, of a recession here. The bi- really big money on Wall Street is very spooked right now. These guys are all trying to trying to position themselves for an economic slowdown. This is why some of the stable demand stocks are holding up really well, and they're starting to really go after these hot growth stocks like the FANGs and the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is down 13% year-to-date, and that's what you're seeing there. Uh, I, so I do think we're going into a slowdown, and I think you've got to be very cautious in here. What, what are your thoughts on the timing of that? Is it something like, you know, third, fourth quarter this year or later than that, or maybe we're already in it and we don't know it? I think we're getting close to being in it. I think it's coming up very quickly. Uh, what I'm thinking is toward the fourth quarter, people are going to become more positive. Hey, we have a new president. Things are going to get better. And, and I, 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 That's where I think people will become more optimistic. Between now and then, both people and the Republicans and the Democrats are all going to try to tell you what a disaster the other side's going to be. But and, and put that against the backdrop of, of, a, of a collapsing emerging markets and, and, and really banking problems are now starting to show up in Europe. And, and so the big money is very, very cautious and spooked in here right now. And you can see it the way these stocks are, are very, very volatile because they're having trouble getting out of their positions. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. That was a good call. Yeah, I mean, that's really what we're looking at in the world today is is, is just a global slowdown. And, and one other thing, you know, we talked about this in the show last week, and I saw uh, some of the magazines over the week, and this week are talking about some of these the uh, these national endowment funds, the big uh, sovereign wealth funds out there. And, and some of these things, just to give you some numbers, it, they have about the Saudis, the Norwegians, the Saudis, the uh, China – uh, and uh, Abu Dhabi and Kuwait all have about six hundred billion to seven eight hundred billion dollars a piece in their funds, and that doesn't include the Singapore funds and, and the Hong Kong funds as well. And it's about four point one trillion dollars worth of assets. A lot of these guys outside of of, of Singapore and, and, and Hong Kong funds, the rest of them are all having to sell because they're running budget deficits. So they're dumping, and I saw some J.P. Morgan work that they dumped up to $50 billion worth of stocks last year. I think that's starting to accelerate. And so you've got the very smart money on Wall Street is backing away from the market. You've got big hedge funds selling in here, and then you have sovereign wealth funds liquidating because they need the money. Because they, they, before they, were, they had billions of dollars a week uh, oil money coming in, and now they're having to pay out billions of dollars a week. And so they're having to sit there and... And, and raise cash. And some, these big Arab sovereign wealth funds, they're having to sell for one other thing. And I'll tell you what that is. That's for military armaments because they're all worried about a war over there. So they're having to up their military spending. And so this is all 
putting huge pressure on at, on asset prices globally, and this is what we're looking at. And that's why the best thing to do in this market is to stand aside. The things that are working for us are gold, precious met, uh, precious metals, gold, treasuries, treasury ETFs, money market. Those t- and some of our healthcare stuff has done really well, and, and that's we got a lot of stuff that's actually up. But the reason is, is we've, we've kind of tried to anticipate this, and we've written a lot about it, and that's what we're seeing. Beyond that, it's really hard to be the guy that gets in there and really picks the one stock out of the group that works when they're all falling. And that's that's what's so difficult about this market. You just got to keep waiting for the great values that are going to appear. I, I think that's going to be one of the real, real keys to coming up. Uh, now, I think we're coming up on a break in here somewhere. Yeah, Ted, uh, let's uh, take a break and come right back. Okay, great. We'll be right back right here in the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, this is Sam Malone for Ability Tree Experts. The best, Louis Flory, great friend of mine, licensed arborist, third generation in the family, over 30 years taking care of trees. That's what they do. Ability Tree Experts, they make sure your trees are properly pruned, make sure the upper canopy is cleaned out. They also make sure that there's no insect or disease problems on your trees because they are valuable. They're beautiful, very expensive to replace. And a tree can be in distress for several months. You'd never know. But you know what? Lewis knows. Call 281-441-4179. That's the number I call. I'm a customer. Or go online. Ability Tree Experts' website is abilitytrees.com. You get a free feeding with every tree pruned. And you know what? You never know when the next storm is going to hit. So get those trees professionally pruned by Ability Tree Experts, Houston's leading tree care professional. Online. AbilityTrees.com. AbilityTrees.com. Consistently conservative voices on AM 1070. The answer. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, a detailed look at what went on in Iowa. They got Cruz wrong. They got Trump wrong. Right. They got Rubio wrong. Political reporters weigh in. If you told me 182,000 Republicans were going to turn out to caucus, I would have told you two things. That's not true. And Donald Trump is going to win by 10 points. Newt Gingrich examines how a socialist is gaining ground among Democratic voters. It shouldn't shock you that the net result of uh, two generations of liberal academics is that socialism makes sense because just because it hasn't worked anywhere on the planet and just because it bankrupts countries. And Michael Medved talks exit polls with one group that turned on Clinton. We'll cover that and much, much more. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and if you've got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070, and we've got a call coming in. You had a question for us. Hello? Yeah, hello, you have a question. It's Oscar. Oh, hey, Oscar, what's going on? Fine. Hey, Ted, what do you think of now the Federal Reserve is going to uh, is going to allow uh, negative interest rates in the, in the com- for the banks? Uh, I would... I w- uh, because it, otherwise they won't pass the stress test or the 10% reserves that they are required. What do you think of that deal? You know, I I, I don't think it's for the stress test. I, I think this has got that's more... What was, that was mentioned, but that's not the truth, huh? 
No, I, I think it really has more to do with um, they're just trying to come up with some type of quantitative ease. Look, it hasn't it, zero interest rates work haven't worked. Why would some negative ones work? And and, and I, I think it's just distorting the system. Uh, Bill Gross came out this week and really kind of blasted the Fed, pointing out that zero that low interest ultra low interest rates ha- haven't have failed miserably in Japan after 15 years. Right. Why and it hasn't worked here? Why are we doing it? Right. And then the other thing is, like you were talking about financial service, I went to a community bank, and there's no demand for money. They told. That's the reason that uh, they're going to keep. They, they don't. They don't want CDs. Uh, give you any money on CDs at all. This. Uh, I had a CD at one percent. It went down to one quarter of one percent, and the reason they gave was, like I said, that there's no demand for money right now. And yeah, I don't know yeah, if it's well, true. What do you think about is, that? Really sh- has, has, has knocked down the short-term money so much. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of been a mistake. And if the financials are weak, like you're talking about, that's not good for real estate. No, no, it's going to be difficult. Real estate, particularly in Houston, is going to be very difficult in here. And and look, now they're having to start. And some of the banks, they, they ran the banks up, but they're starting to realize that they're going to have a lot of bad loans out there. Sure, and then they have to be very cautious because of what they're losing, you know, in in the uh, you know in in the oil patch and stuff of that sort. So they have to be very careful, you know, that uh, what they do out there. And and people don't understand what happened, uh, you know, to Denver and, and specifically the, and to Houston. They were the hardest hit, uh, uh, you know, with a very low interest, uh, not only but the low oil prices. You know, they, they got hit very hard in the 80s. Oh, uh, yeah. If you didn't and, live through the 80s, I, I tell you what, and people, don't understand, people don't understand. I, I, look, I don't could, think we're there. I think we're much more. That Remember in the 80s, that was mm-hmm. also the height of the savings and loan. Uh, boom! That's and right. Bust, and all the banks went down, but they were much more reckless with the lending. I'm not seeing that, but I clearly think things are slowing down. And in, in, in real, they're going to start accelerating down in Houston, unfortunately. And uh, the banks are going to have some problems. They've sold them off quite a bit. Uh, I don't think we're going to have bank failures like we had because I think these guys they have higher loan reserves and they also been much tougher on the loans. Uh, yeah. I think our financial system in the United States is in much much better shape than it was in in in, in 1980s. Materially better shape, and it's, I think it's better shape than in 2007. The European banks are in trouble. That's a different story. Hey, what's the low point? The last question. What's the low point that you see for the S&P uh, the next few months? What's the low point? You know, look, uh, I, I tell you what, I, I think you could see it go down to 15. Uh, I've got some numbers. Uh, I, I think 15, you're looking 50 at a 15, 50% retracement from 2009. You could be looking at, at 15-something. At around 15, okay. Hey, thank you, Ted. Okay, uh, take you're care, good, Oscar. Man. Tell you something interesting that's happening here is there's a number coming out of China that's a huge news coming out tomorrow. And it's the number of how much of, 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 the, of the size of their currency reserves, their foreign exchange reserves. And what people are looking for, and this is a huge deal out there right now, and this is why this market probably sold down on Friday, is because they're really spooked how much money uh, China has left over. Look, China's got a lot of money left over there. Here, here's their problem. They have, they have $3.3 trillion worth of which foreign exchanges are the largest in the world. That's a good thing. The, the problem is they had $4.1 trillion, so they burned through about $800 billion worth of exchange reserves in a, in a little over a year, year and some change, about a year and a half. Now, 
I've seen some stories that they're at 3.3 now. They bear with me on this. The, the IM, I've seen some stories that, that the IMF says they need 2.8. No, that's not right. The IMF, the number I'm seeing is about 2.4 trillion. So they have about another trillion dollars. They need about 2.4 trillion dollars to maintain their their uh, reserve. They're becoming reserve currency status. They're going to need a certain amount of money, foreign exchange reserves, to back that. So they only have a trillion dollars or less of reserves. So people are watching very closely how much money has come out of those foreign exchange reserves. I expect they're going to try to manipulate them to some extent to make it look better. The problem China has is everybody thinks they're going to have to devalue the yuan for two reasons. One is it's going to help out their economy, and right now the, the, their labor costs have really gone up and compared to other countries that are devalued around the world like Europe and other places, Mexico, uh, and, and so they're having to compete against them. And the second thing is all the wealthy people in China are trying to get their money out of China. And, and, and so the, the money is pouring out of the country, so they're going to have to eventually devalue. We've been saying it. We wrote about it in the Max Out Savings Report for a number of months now. We said, look, one of the big stories out there is going to be this currency devaluation out of China for two reasons. It's going to upset the, the financial markets, and the second reason it's going to massively export deflation. Now, to now, this devaluation story is now a big story out there. People are starting to hear about it. You heard about it months and months ago. But everyone's going to watch that number. They're looking for $125 billion. If it's much way above that, they're going to start extrapolating, well, how long is it going to take till they run out of their currency reserves and they're going to have to devalue their, their yuan? This is the big story, and this is why gold is going up, and, and, and this is why you're, you're seeing some of the other stuff. And this could hurt companies if they devalue. It's going to hurt companies selling into China like U.S. companies, and it's going to export deflation. So that's going to be the big story coming up into you know, over the next couple of weeks here, and everyone's watching this, so look look for that to come up. Now, uh, coming up near the end of the show, if you've got a question or comment, uh, give us a call at 713-339-1070. A couple things I wanted to touch base on. I, I get a lot of questions on annuities, and here's my thinking. I, I've been in this business for over 25 years, and I've seen these some of these annuities companies fail. And, and it's not been uh, where we've had to go in and help people out that that that, that they were sold in an annuity and, and and the and the annuity company failed and it took them years to get their money out of the annuity company and and we're seeing too many people putting all of their savings into annuities and not managing the annuities. Uh, and remember, if something sounds too good to be true, it usually isn't. Annuities are sold by insurance companies or insurance brokers. Uh, with people with annuity licenses, they don't have the same rules and regulations that we have as advisors on what we can say and what we can't say. Insurance people have a lot more latitude to make all types of promises all over the place, it, it, and so they, 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 they're much, they become very persuasive in selling these products. It, I'm hearing seven, eight percent returns. Well, typically that's only if you annuitize the whole program. And remember, if you put your entire annuity into the if your your entire retirement into the annuity it sounds really good until your insurance company fails and then you've got zero so they don't they don't diversify these things are sold by 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 insurance brokers and annuity brokers these people are getting anywhere between three and ten percent of the value of annuity in 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 commissions now they'll tell you there's no commissions but the insurance company is paying them that money and then they they have big fees and the fees in these annuities are offering anywhere between two 
and three and a half percent or more each year in the fees. And, and so these fees will eat, eat up your return. So understand uh, the, the, your, these annuities aren't what they seem, and, and just really have a lot of caution in the annuities. And, and this is, I was actually at a meeting with some people that, that they're helping some of these insurance companies that can't meet these values of these annuities somehow try to, to work with them to, to to mitigate their their stock market risk they now have. And some of these companies are going to, if things keep going the way they are, they could get in financial trouble. So something, just take the annuity pitch with a grain of salt and understand uh, what they are. What else do we have? Uh, One other thing, some retirement changes came up here recently. For for qualified charitable distributions out of an IRA, if you're over 70 and a half, you can now take out up to $100,000 and pay it directly to a to a uh, a charitable a charitable organization and not have to pay taxes and what you can do is it allows you to cut the check directly to the to the charity which completely bypasses reporting to you so you're not getting you're not taking $100,000 out of your out of your IRA and then counting that as income and then that money then go you, then you write a check to the IRA to to the charity but the problem is it's gone on your income statement and you can deduct it later on but it's it's jacked up some of your other taxes and caused other problems so this is a, this and this has now been made per, made permanent so this is a good thing if you want to give money to your to your alma mater or to your church this is a, this is a good way to do it if, if particularly if you're over seventy and a half you have this ability to do it and understand there's some tax advantages if you if you take the qualified charitable distribution directly to the charity from your IRA and people like TD Ameritrade can do that for you they'll, they'll have to cut the check payable to those people and that way it stays off your income taxes this is it's been made permanent that's a that's a really good savings for per, particularly people that have big big IRAs and they want to make big contributions it's a way to kind of move some money around and because remember there you have to take the money out each year once you're 70 and a half you have to take it out and pay taxes uh, your as required minimum distribution uh, and so this is kind of a way to keep it off of your your tax return so something to think about it's an advantage and you can work with your advisor or, or, or your uh, your uh, custodial brokerage firm to get this set up it's called the uh, QCD qualified charitable distribution if you're over 70 and a half and what else did I want to cover here? The the a couple things we, we've got. Uh, you know, oil prices. You know, we're still. I'm still. I you know, in the in the last couple months, I I really have been thinking. Sometime in the first quarter, I think oil bottoms in here somewhere. I saw a, a report today from some guys from Citigroup. It was a story that they they think it's going to bottom. Uh, they're looking April, which is kind of still in that first quarter area. Sometime in here, uh, you're getting all the, the problem is at $31. Really, it's very hard for most people to make money, and you've got to somehow shut down some of this production worldwide. Uh, some other things I'm seeing is storage is starting to fill up, and this is the people that are saying oil is going to go to $20. What their case is isn't really that there's so much oil; oil, it's, it's, the demand's going to collapse. What they're really saying is is there's so much oil coming on the market, a lot of it's going into storage, and once the storage fills up, then people aren't going to be able to take the oil, and the demand will drop. 
this is goes back to something I've suspected for a while. Is I, I really believe that some of this demand for oil is going into storage more so. The amount is more so than people think, and the storage numbers uh, are, are telling us that here. We're getting, we we got the biggest uh, we have the most oil in storage in 80 years, and I think that's just because they don't they don't have records going back past that. So we've got the most oil ever stored in history built up. And so once people stop storing oil, then that's going to cause a demand. Now, in China, it's extremely difficult to get these numbers. I've talked to top commodity people, you know, presidents of commodity companies, and they're like, how do you get get these things out of China? And they go, look, it's very difficult. We, we have a hard time because they don't tell you what's in the warehouses. They don't really tell you what's in the storage because they view it as state secrets. So we don't know how much is going into storage in China either. But if that storage fills up, that's going to cause a drop in demand. That could cause the final price spike, a short-term spike down to in the 20s. Also, if you look back to 2009, the oil market took about three months to bottom. It, 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 it's bottomed here in, uh, in the 27s here in mid-July, in January, and so that, that gets you into that three-month time. Well, we're coming up at the end of the show. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.